Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, this is Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the award-winning Hospital Finance Podcast. CMS has some new rules in place regarding discharge planning, and they affect hospitals directly. Joining me today to discuss those changes is Mary Devine, who is the Senior Director of Revenue Cycle Services here at Bessler. Mary, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So Mary, as I just mentioned, there's some new requirements that go into effect uh, at the end of November 2019, affecting discharge planning for hospitals. Tell us what's going on there. Sure. So, you know, this really goes all the way back to um, the IMPACT Act, and IMPACT is um, really short for Improving Medicare Post-Acute Care Transformation Act of 2014. And um, so finally, CMS has issued um, a final rule that is the final rule is really focused on empowering patients to make informed decisions about their care as they're discharged from acute care into post-acute care uh, settings and not just in what you'll see is it's not just inpatient uh, uh, post-acute setting but as well as outpatient um, and you're right these um, regulations go into effect November 29th and um, they are new requirements as part of the conditions of participation for all providers okay so let's unpack that a little bit what do the new requirements actually mandate so um what the final rule does is it revises the requirements for hospitals, long-term care hospitals, um, inpatient rehab facilities, psychiatric facilities, children's hospitals, cancer hospitals, as well as any other critical access, and home health agencies. And the biggest thing that I always want to say is, like, some of these facilities currently don't have any um, discharge requirements as it relates to um, providing additional information to other providers. And now, as, as Home Health, as an example, they didn't really have any discharge planning requirements, and heading into the new rule, they will. And the new rule is really focused on um, the patient goals of care and treatment, as well as, you know, making sure that their preferences are met, and it will allow them to have access to their medical record. Mary, there are also some big changes to the discharge planning process. Can you explain them to us? Sure. So um, I sort of alluded to that in my um, prior statement, but getting into a little more detail around it, the bigger change is the new discharge planning process for the facilities that I mentioned. Um, and I think even the bigger change is, again, that um, home health agencies are now required to have discharge planning, where in the past they didn't have um, discharge planning. So really what it's doing is it's allowing um, patients with all their current treatment information and goals, and, and, and that is going to follow them to their next course of treatment. Um, so again, this is not only for SNFs and HHAs, but all post-acute providers. So you basically have to share all that information um, with the patient as well as with the next provider. So if a patient is being discharged from a home health agency um, and going into the um, care of their physician on an outpatient basis, then that home health information needs to go with the patient and be provided to the uh, physician so that the physician can, again, continue their care. And this is, all, again, all focused on uh, better outcomes of the patient's care. 
Mary, why do you think CMS issued these new requirements at this time? CMS is really focused on um, the interoperability. And just to define interoperability as it relates to healthcare, it is the ability of health information systems to work together within and across organizational boundaries in order to advance the effective delivery of healthcare for individuals and communities. So really, you know, to boil that down, what, what's happening is it's allowing patients and providers to have access to all the information to properly treat and care for that patient on an ongoing basis and not just focus on that one specific test or, or result that the doctor might want to view or the patient might want to view. So as part of all this change, um, CMS is also requiring that hospitals ensure and support patients' rights to access their medical record in the format requested by the patient when possible. So um, it would either need to be hard copy or electronic depending on how the patient wants it. Some patients might not be able to do the electronic access into their EMR, but um, so then you would have to provide them with a hard copy of, of all their medical record and not just one piece of it. Great. Thank you for that explanation, Mary. Uh, and for those at acute provider organizations, Mary's team specializes in transfer DRG underpayment recovery as well as IME underpayment recovery. So we invite you to go to Bessler.com and read about all the great things that her team can do for you. Mary, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. Thank you. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.